All right, ciao, guys. What's going on? Sorry for the delay. Uh, I'm Luca Lapore. I'm the host of the Milan Guys podcast. Uh, I have a few special guests here. We'll get to that in a bit. Uh, unfortunately, there was a hackeraggio moment uh, on Google Hangout with a certain <laughs> guest account. Uh, we had the we had we had to call uh, a few Apple Apple uh, tech guys to help us out there. So we're all good now. Thank you for holding on. I know a few retweeted us with uh, death threats and stuff. So um, so. <laughs> Yeah, no, we're back with episode 10 of the TMG podcast. Really excited. Uh, it's been a huge week. Uh, I'm here with Mike, the other co-founder of the Milan guys. Mike, how's it going, man? Thanks for actually being here for once. Hey, no problem. <clears throat> Sorry, guys. Um, We're close to closing our social accounts, as Donnarumma would say, but um, we, 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 we pulled it out. We pulled it out. Um, and and uh, we have a very special guest today. So the first one, you guys have seen him before, Karas. Karas, my good friend from university. Karas, thanks for being on here again. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate it. I came on like the first episode and then disappeared for like nine more. So yeah, there you go. The donor room. I went to Ibiza. Yeah. <laughs> and then we have a very, very, very special guest today. His first time on the show. He's been wanting to come on for a long time, but I, uh, I gave him a cold shoulder. Um, <laughs> so uh, Federico Manassi, Fede, thanks for coming on. Uh, thanks you know, for having me, mate. Yeah, thanks no for having problem. Me. You, you guys probably know him from his uh, his designs and his articles that he publishes. They're very, very good. Check yeah, the drawings are account. amazing. Oh, yeah. They're Thank you, man. Absolutely Thank insane. You. So check out his Twitter account. I'll tag him in it. Uh, you guys probably follow him anyways over the stream, but I'll tag you <laughs> after. Um, honestly, guys, it's been, a huge, it's been a huge week. It's been a huge few months, um, especially this week, though. Uh, our last episode was last Wednesday, I believe, so we really – we we had we recorded our podcast a few days before all the madness started happening. Um, so first off, Milan. I'm not even gonna get into that. Let's, let's start off with Milan Dortmund. I know it's just a preseason game. Um, I was able to catch a good amount of it. I was at uh, I was at work, so I kind of I watched on my break for a bit. But um, Fed, did you were you able to watch it? Because it, it was later in the day for you. Uh. No, it was actually it was actually around lunchtime, and I was busy, yeah. so I didn't wow. actually get to watch the game. What I did watch um, were the um, individual highlights. Mm-hmm. I watched them after the game. Uh, mm-hmm. I was I was looking for the the new guys, so I watched Chalinoglu, Kessie, and Rodriguez, and Muzakio as well, actually. Yeah. And um, yeah, to be honest, I was quite. Uh, I don't like uh, judging on summer friendlies. No, of course. Uh, but um, I was quite positively positively impressed by all of them, to be honest. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, no, that's um, good, yeah. Ch- Chalanoglu was playing vertically, which is something we haven't seen in ages uh, at Milan, I, I think. <clears throat> and uh, Musacchio, very technical. Cassie, same stuff he saw we saw with Atalanta. So I was quite pleased. Yeah, no, for sure. Um... Mike, were you able to catch any of it? I know you you were you catch first half. Yeah, um, I woke up a little bit early because I had uh, work early in the morning, but I watched a little bit of it. Um, just like uh, Federico said, like it's kind of hard to judge off one preseason game, especially is since we didn't have all our signings there, like as a cohesive unit. But in terms of, because I'm not gonna talk about the guys we already had. Who cares about them? But the new guys that we brought in. <laughs> I was very impressed with Chalinoglu. Like, um, like the way he moves around with his feet is something we haven't seen in a while in Milan. Uh, Ricardo uh, Rodriguez did decent. Uh, Musacchio was uh, like uh, also like Federico. So really technical, especially that one little gift that's been going around Twitter, where, like he nutmegged and all that kind of stuff. Oh, really, 
it was really good to see. It was like a breath of fresh air seeing these new guys, like people who are like actually like good players for once in a lot of these scrubs. Because obviously these summer tournaments are just for like guy bench guys and stuff like that. But to see these guys, to see a few new signings out there, it, it was really good to see. It was, it was, they were pretty impressive. But obviously it's a summer game, so we'll see when this actual season starts. Yeah, for sure. Kadas, <clears throat> you were, I know you were kind of your DME update, so you watched the whole game. I, need, um, like, I know, I know it's the summer, or did, or did you watch it or no? No, I only watched up until they scored the second goal, and then I had to go off to uni. But um, what I saw was, um, I kind of saw two things. The beginning of the first half before our first goal, it was just a bunch of like high, like high pressure from Dortmund. We were really, really like on the defense. Defense was doing horribly because obviously we had freaking Zabata and Baldini. <laughs> and... <laughs> we weren't doing well what I did like though what I did see was I saw a lot of our new signings like, they were killing it up there you know mm-hmm. they were especially like my main man Borini I know I have, a, I have an agenda for him even though he's <laughs> he's probably our worst signing no I, I don't know I, agenda... you know, no one beats Antonio Donnarumma no, no, I think no. I think Barini Barini will be um Barini will be a fans player to be honest. He yeah, will. he will. No, he will. He I think will. he'll be he'll be someone that he'll be someone that maybe is not the technically best, but I think he's gonna he's gonna grow on us because he he gives it he gives it his all, which exactly. is something that obviously we've appreciated with players like Lapadula, Kuchka. Yeah, like even, even like even good old Poli, to be honest. Oh, maybe, I love. You don't understand. My love for Andrea Poli will never, will never go, will never fade away. I love him. Yeah, I, love- I, I respect the guy. I respect the guy. He, I mean, he always gave his all. Uh, was clearly not the best, but he knew it. And I mean, he, 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 he was always, he was always making effort. To be honest. Yeah, yeah no, energy, energy. Yeah, of course. Um, no, you know what? And a thing that I that I noticed with the game is that. And it's a really, to be honest, it's a good thing. Again, with with summer games, the main goal: no one gets injured, and you get you get guys who are your regulars. You get their fitness back slowly and sure, slowly and surely, right? So, um, a thing, a good thing that I noticed uh, personally: the new signings stood out. They look like uh, they look like they were above everybody else, and that's what I wanted to see. Because if they were to blend in with the bad, then it would have been okay. Maybe we didn't really improve, but you can tell that. Uh, you know, Ricardo Rodriguez, you can tell that he looked very, he gets, he joins the attack. He's very effective in joining the attack on the left side. Um, and he put, he put in a few really nice balls, to be honest. And I'm actually kind of excited to, to the first delivery. And no, we haven't seen a good cross since 2011. So I, honestly, it's <laughs> him putting in a new, uh, a nice, nice cross like that really, really shows us that he could be a real, a real player for us in the next few years. Um, you know, again with Borini, you know he he's not here. People gotta understand that he's Borini's not here to be a superstar. He's not yeah, here exactly. Yeah, he's not here to score a bunch of goals. He might get two or three, maybe. You know, <laughs> how many appearances he gets? Optimistic. But, yeah, but but hey, positivity land always. But yeah, yeah, no, but I I agree. I mean, also, yeah, he, he people forget that he was paid peanuts. So. Mm-hmm. We're not. We're not talking about having splashed. What did we spend? I think double Barini we spent on Matri, and he was going yeah. to be our our main striker as well. So he's two X. If if you just consider how much of a change that is, I'm perfectly content with having Barini as a backup. Perfectly fine. 
No, yeah, no, exactly. And 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 when you think about it, Montella obviously requested this player. Um, people need to realize that when Montella actually when Montella wants a player, when your coach wants a player, you you try your best to get him that player. And people understand that, you know, we can want all these guys, you know, fan favorites, this and that, and players that you know are attractive on paper. But you know, the coach, the coaching staff, they handle the technical part of it, and they know what players they need in order to play their style of play that they want. Barini's a player that can play in four different attacking positions. Um, he can play as a as a like a, as a striker by itself. He can play as like a secondo punta, and he can play on the wings. Um, you know, it's just a player a player that's useful, especially in a depth role. He's not like he's old or any Italian. He, he talks really highly of the club, which I really like. Um, yeah, yeah. And and to be honest, Barini probably could have went. To a garbage club, like so he could have went, he could have be a star. He could be a starter for a, uh, I don't know, uh, random team. West like, Ham, uh, yeah, like no, no, not West Ham because they have such a to Like someone like a, like a Carpi or something. Like, I don't know, something like that. I don't know. See, he could be a starter or, in a lower in a lower city. Or even general, even I think general. They could nah, I don't know. They have Lapadula now. I don't think he's better than Lapadula, but. <laughs> No, oh, like as, a, as a winger. Uh, no, as a winger, true. No, but like, he, and you got people need to realize too about Borini. He played for Sunderland. That's like one of the most sad clubs ever. They literally, <laughs> they've been bad. They've been terrible for so. No, like, Sunder, Sunderland have been romantic, I think. But they've like, been, they've been avoiding relegation for six in years. the last match day for the past like three years, except for this mm-hmm. year, obviously. Yeah, no, exactly, and they actually, and they finally got sent down. It's like, geez, finally these guys—they seem like they, they, they always—they always stayed above. They always like scratched their way above the the bottom three. But it was Jermaine Defoe. Ah, <laughs> Jermaine Defoe. I hate Jermaine Defoe. Don't tell me. Don't ask me why, because he he came to Toronto FC, right? He came to Toronto FC a few years ago, and he freaking snaked the crap out of us and just left. Jovinko, <laughs> yeah, but he he ended up he ended up Jovinko ended up ended up coming, so it's okay now. But anyways, um, yeah, Borini again, he's not going to be the, the best player. People need to realize this, but uh, he's just a useful player to have on the bench. You know, he's going to run. You know, what he really reminds me of like I don't know why, uh, you know, Italian reference, like kind of like a Giacchini kind like type player. Giacchini, mm. Giacchini, you remember you guys. I don't know if Karas watched the Azuri, but we all watched the Azuri last Euros, and everybody was really angry at Giacchini playing on Conte's side. But oh, he actually no. ended—he actually ended up covering a lot. Yeah, he actually ended up uh, covering a lot of ground, and he was actually a really effective player. So, one of those fan favorites, the Italian. You know, you want you want those Italian players within the squad as well, and guys who are also good in the room too. And and he seems like he's, he's good in the room. Um, Another guy I want to talk about, and I'll bring it over to you guys now. I, I wrote an article for Football Italia, uh, what two days ago, like a really short one on uh, Frank Cassie and how much of a, uh, just to put, frankly, put it, a, a beast he's been in the first in the two games we've seen him against Lugano and against Dortmund. He looks like he's above the rest, and he looks like he's not a twenty-year-old player. He could be forty years old. We don't really know, but. According to the African press, that he's thirty-eight or something. So I don't. I don't. Anyways, yeah. My money's on fifty-six. Yeah, yeah. He he looked like a player that has been at the top of his game for many years, um, and I, I don't know. I'm just really excited for what he has, what he's gonna bring to the table for this Milan side. Um, Fedez, go to you. What what if I know you, you like to look at the tactical part? Too. So what what do you like about about Cassie's game? So the way I, the way I see it, um, 
I, th I tweeted about this a few days ago. Um, the way I would put it is that Kessie is basically, and let me finish because it will sound odd at the beginning. It's basically like what Kuchka was, but obviously um, an upgrade to that. But I think he displays yeah. the same characteristics as Kuchka in a much better way. Obviously, he's younger as well. I think he's a physical beast. He can help in defense, obviously. And he can also contribute in attack loads. He just drags the ball forward and you just cannot take it off him. And I feel like that's always what Kuchka did. And I feel like Kessie can do that same sort of... He can take up a similar role, but on a completely different level. I'm quite excited about him. Um, oh, obviously, yeah, in, sure. in the second half of the season this year, he his um the level of his sort of game sort of stepped down, I think. Uh, so we'll have to see how consistent he can be. Uh, that's oh, yeah. the only doubt I have at the moment. But for what, what I've seen on his day, I'm very happy. Yeah, for sure, Mike. <clears throat> I know uh, you know me and you've been always talking about always talking about how how weak the Milan midfield has been since for the last five six years. Do you think that do you think that Cassie can be a guy that you know he's only twenty years old? He, he's a guy that you know again, as Feta said, if he keeps up his his consistency, um, you know, can he be a guy that leads our leads the midfield for you know many years to come? Can he be that like like from from what? And obviously, yeah, a lot of people have talked highly of him, spoken highly of him. Sorry, because you know he is a he is a really strong player. He's he's kind of like. And I hate making these comparisons, but uh, he's all, he's like a, a smaller, more mobile Yaya Ture from what Yaya Ture used to be. And I, I say that because maybe because they're both from Ivory Coast, but I don't know. It just seems like this to me. Mike, what do you think about uh, about about Frank Yannikessi? I like his point about Kuchka because, <clears throat> sorry, um, he literally is the better Kuchka in a way. Like, and not downgrading Kessie's talent, but in terms of the, the Grinta, the like, the like. The strength he has in the midfield, it's, it's something the same thing kind of Kuchka kind of had. So, in reality, that's a fair point. And yeah, consist if he keeps up the consistency, he can be one of the like starlets in that midfield. So, I, I don't know. I, th I think it's just good things to come from this guy. He's just so impressive already. And obviously, we saw the season he had at Atalanta. So, um, I'm looking forward to seeing him like truly play in the city yeah, for Milan and all three competitions. And that I think he, I think he's gonna be really good. No, yeah, for sure. Honestly, <clears throat> there's a lot of potential in his game. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So let's uh, let's move on to the substitutions that came on. Um, Matteo Musaccio, uh, does he feel a little bit screwed over here with the Leonardo Bonucci sign, which we'll get to in a little bit? Does Matteo Musaccio, does he feel a little bit screwed over here? Is he the odd man out, or are we going to go with a three-man defense? Karas, what do you think about Musaccio? Like, how, how highly... Does Montella rate Musaccio after the Bonucci? Or do you think Bonucci was kind of a thing where the opportunity presented itself and we just pounced on it? Um, no, I think that um, Bonucci was brought in to be the to be the pillar of the defense, and it's going to be rotated between Romagnoli and Musaccio. Musaccio. You have to know. You have to realize that Romagnoli is still young. He still has a few kinks that he needs to sort out, but. Um, also, he's he's recently a bit injury prone. I don't know if you guys realize that. I don't like during the, the last end of this last, yeah. picked up a few injuries. So yeah, um, we definitely do need him. We can play a three man defense, although I don't think I like that idea too much. 
Yeah. Um, I think that um, it's he Musachi is going to be very important for us, especially in Serie A games or Europa League games or vice versa. And yeah, but no, he's going to be really important in my opinion. I don't think he's going to be left out. Yeah, and I, I mean. He definitely didn't sign here to be a guy who comes off the bench. That's what my thing is. Yeah. Um, yeah, Fedegram. Yeah, what, what well, do you think? In my opinion, um, obviously, when he was signed at the beginning, I think that uh, Montella envisioned a four-man defense with him and Romagnoli at the back. Yeah. And the Bonucci signing, uh, as Mirabelli was saying the other day, was more improvised in the sense that as soon as they figured out that there was this opportunity, they just decided yeah. to take Bonucci home. That's what I'm so, trying to say. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think, like an opportunity has presented itself and they pounced on it. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. And so the consequence is that um, they have probably had to reconsider sort of the formation that they wanted to work on. But I think that with three defenders of that level, because I, I really rate Muzakio. I think he's very so technical. I. And also f- fairly solid. His only problem throughout his career has been um, the fact that he's injury prone, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, but <clears throat> if we take that out of the equation, and I mean, uh, the medical lab will have made uh, an evaluation, so they will they will probably assume that he's he's fine to some extent. Um, I think that we can really really play with um, three at the back, and that would also I think um, bring the best out of Conti and Rodriguez. Because um, both of them are wing backs more than uh, more than full backs, so yeah. I feel like we would have a very solid defense, and we would also have two very valid wing backs. Very valid wing backs. I would. I think that would make. I don't know. It would kind of look like the Juve that has been dominating the Serie A in exactly. these past years. Yeah, no, that's I how see, I see it. Yeah. But and just that, sorry, yeah, just yeah, that. Yeah, Remember. I remember in a couple of podcasts before, like we were saying <clears throat> that like Romagnoli needed that like Thiago Silva kind of guy, that a little older, more experienced center back to like guide him. And even Musacha's pretty young too, decently young. So I like I know the Bonucci thing kind of kind of happened out of nowhere, but it's slow. It's kind of like a blessing in disguise in a sense because Romagnoli's got that guy now. And then even whether it's three in the back or two in the back in terms of center backs, uh, it for me. It's it's a matter of depth. We're we're possibly two competitions for sure. Hope hopefully three. So to have multiple center backs that are all reliable and all going to perform well is is a good problem to have. Definitely, no, it is Definitely. for sure. I agree. But <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. Here's my thing. I, mean, I want to discuss this. We'll probably be able to discuss for a few minutes. Um, with all these different formations. So for example, let me throw it out. Say we sign one more striker, un- undetermined. We don't know. We sign another striker, and we play with two strikers. So we play a three-five-two. Where does Suso fit in the three-five-two? Yeah, and you, yeah, yeah, I don't care what anybody says. Suso's not going to be on our bench. I don't care what people say. There's no way Suso, one of our best players last season, consistently. There's no way he can play from the bench. He doesn't want to be on the bench. I think there will be there will be a lot of players who might be on the bench. Uh, depending on what formation but Suso decides. But Suso, uh, you know. It really depends because there's a lot of stuff that um, Montella sees in training that we have no idea about. Yeah, and you know and what? That's what I always say too. We, we don't know what happens in training. That's, that's yeah, so, you know, Montella might be in training <clears throat> and he might decide that uh, Chalanoglu is a much better fit than Suzo or Bonaventura 
he might decide that uh, he might decide anything. To be honest, and you you never know. One one of these three, I think, will have to take the bench more often than the others, mm-hmm. uh, because they all certain they all sort of, sort of overlap in that they play in the same positions. And obviously, we spent a lot of money on Chalenoglu, but both Suzo and Bonaventura were our leaders last year, I think. That's so why, it's gonna yeah. be it's gonna be a tough decision, but one of them is gonna have to sit in the bench, I think. Yeah, and Midabelli made it clear like four different times, saying that Suzo's not for sale. We've received offers; he's not for sale. We like, and then even Di Marzio came out and said that like, we received an offer from this, and we said no. And Suzo and Mirabelli said yesterday that Suzo's going to renew his contract very soon. He's not, he's not going to say that. Suzo's staying at the club. He wants to be here. Um, but just, like, he'll stay. It's just, a, it's just a matter of also, like, throw, like, you even had discussion, like, last podcast, like, throw games as formation changes, whether we're winning, whether we're losing. Right, whether right. We need, like, so, for example, if they want to start Suzo first because Chalanoglu is not used to Serie A, and obviously Suzo is. Like that's that, that that's fine. Like there's nothing wrong with that. And then vice versa, Chalonoglu outperformed Suso because near the end of the season, Suso like I, at least I noticed like was performing as well. I don't know why. It could have been injured, regardless, whatever. So it, again, like it's a good problem to have. Like it, like for example, say Suso's on the bench. For example, they're playing a three-five-two. For example, he's easily the first guy that you would call up if especially if you're needing an extra goal or something you you give a, a good fresh pair of legs and he's a guy you could rely on he's actually a good player off the bench so whether one of those two are gonna have to come off the bench i really don't think it's gonna be like where you, they're gonna sit on the bench for two or three straight games without playing i feel like even though they're on the bench they're gonna come in in the second half and like they're gonna be a part of it so i wouldn't go deep agree. into it i don't think it's that bad of an issue i completely yeah. agree if you look at if you look at obviously, I'm not going to try to compare Milan to Real Madrid right now, but if you if you look at Madrid uh, this year, one of their strengths was that Zidane was able to sort of rotate the team so much that everyone was in perfect shape until the very end. And mm-hmm. if you saw the the Champions League final, the energy that Madrid had for the whole game was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And they had Bale off the bench, like <laughs> it's amazing. No, he's also yeah. Injured. I mean, a, uh, a no, I know, team, but a big that's team. The thing. Like, it's not even that. No, I want to say I'm not gonna say like that's not a big of a loss, but like you don't you don't like hamper on it that much just because like okay, yeah, he's out, but like you had replacements already ready from they're good ones too. Yeah, um, I don't know. It's just it just it's interesting to me because like people and, and people make formations without Jacob Bonaventura. There's no way Bonaventura doesn't play in this team. There's no, absolutely no way. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah I, I, I can't I can't see. Montella putting a lineup in the first match day of City uh, with, and, 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 and assuming everybody's healthy. For me, um, if we don't sign a Bellotti or a Kalinic, it's going to be a 4-2-3-1 and then like, uh, what's it called? So if so do, f- do we want even do we want to sign another strike if it's not no but what, what, no I was going to the point about Bordo Ventura so it's four two three one Bordo Ventura will play the left wing right but say you you get a uh, Belotti or a Kalinich right you play a three five two three four one two like uh for example like you can even put Ricardo Rodriguez on the bench play Bordo Ventura on the left and you know if you need a fresh pair of legs you put in Ricardo Rodriguez take someone off from the midfield who's struggling put Bonaventura in the midfield cuz he can play so there's multiple options yeah, no. that's why i like that they're signing quality and quantity so there's a lot of people like oh this formation that formation i'm getting into it too but at the same time okay even if Montella stays with a 433 we can always alternate just because we have so many options and it's such a yeah. good thing that we've never had in such a long time 
Well, yeah, we're going to need options as well. Exactly. Yeah, if we don't sign a so, so here's the thing, though. What, I, I don't have a weird feeling in my head that Baca has no suitors and we keep him this summer as a backup striker. We probably mm. will. Because point. tell me, tell me a team that wants Baca. We're not going to put him on loan. There's no point in that. I mean, al- al- allegedly, allegedly, Marseille want him, for example. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I mean, I feel like Milan just want to get as much. Uh, I mean, my opinion is that they just want to get as much money as possible from selling Baca because, <laughs> at the end of the day, we did pay thirty million for him. Yeah. Um, so obviously, you don't want to lose too much money out of it. I think they're just going to wait uh, and for someone to to step up. And if it comes to to the end and no one has, I think he might go for a, for a lower amount. I like think 50, that might be the case. Like 15 or something. But like, but here's the thing: what happens if there's no suitors for an actual permanent buy? Because we are they already said that we don't want to we don't want him to leave on loan. Well, there's nothing wrong with a, if it comes to that point. Nothing necessarily wrong with loan because here's the thing: he everybody knows he doesn't have space at Milan anymore, right? And clearly he's not a favorite. No one really wants him at Milan. So it's let's say he goes somewhere else. He goes to Marseille. He goes to a little club on loan, and he performs well there. Why would they not buy him? Well, yeah. Okay, but an option to buy like we put Niang an option to buy. Look how that worked out. So I mean, it's just it just seems like our players are not going to perform that well. The, the team's going to buy them. Um, it, it's it's more of a risk to keep them on the bench and never play and never like have. He'll like, be a backup striker. It's say you don't send a striker. It's Andre Silva and it's him. He'll play. Okay, that yeah. But what I'm saying is like, I, I don't know. But like, yeah, I, I think they will sign think a striker. Will settle for a I think they'll striker. even if they don't get yeah. both, I feel like they'll still get Kalinic. So either yeah, way, is Kalinic better than Baka? No, but it's not even that. For me, they're on par. It's just that it's like Milan are basically done with him. Like they, they don't want nothing to do with him anymore. Just like but I always have. Want I'm, not, I'm not gonna lie. I think Kalinic is better than Baka, anyways. Like, like, tech, like technically, I, it's much, than he's a brother of fresh air too. The biggest problem is obviously that he cannot. He is no, he not good run. at playing with the team. Yeah, he isn't run. He doesn't know how to hold the ball either. Yeah, yeah he doesn't. Really he doesn't right. hold the ball. He doesn't find the right pass. He you give really him. A, I always said it like he's only good within the eighteen yard box, and that's it. Outside of it, he doesn't know how to. He doesn't know how to give. He doesn't know how to do anything. To be honest, he's a, fo- he's a fox in the box. We we've never actually seen him with good midfielders, though. That's the thing. Like we never, I never actually. Okay, seen true, him. but at the same time, when they actually gave him service, sometimes how many times did he botch his finishes? You're right, you're right, you're right. But like it just seems like he has cement in his boots a lot, right? And that's a yeah. problem. But I always have a thing for Bach because he scores goals. Like he just scores some big goals sometimes, and just I just like him again. I don't know. It's He's weird. Like, inconsistent. Like I remember the one goal he scored at, at Jay Stadium with on the counter attack. That like, that was a nice goal. That was a fantastic goal. Like a lot of strikers wouldn't have finished that, in my opinion, because just from the pressure of what he got on the counter there, and he put it right past the fall. A lot of strikers can't do that. Right. No, but and I just think even even at talent wise, whether Collins is worse than Bach or vice versa, regardless. Of this, there's there's always something about a breath of fresh air, and like clearly Milan and fa- and fans are done with Baca. So okay, you know what? Okay, college might not be that much of an improvement, but at the same time, you, he still has an opportunity to actually do well with us, rather than keeping a guy who you know is kind of upset that he's still here because he's not getting the service or whatever. You know what I mean? So sometimes a change of scenery is good for a guy. Uh, guys, you know what? Um, it's also a case of taking into account Montella's uh, preferences. <laughs> Because Montella is known for um, preferring technical players. Um, yeah. And we've seen that. I mean, Kuchka, who was an absolutely valid backup and always very solid, more consistent than a lot of uh, other better players, 
he was made to leave because simply he is not Montella's type of player. Lapadula even, not Montella's type. And I think Bakhtad does not fit either. And Kalinic um, sort of fits that archetype a bit more. So I think, I think Milan will push to buy Kalinic unless they can obviously uh, buy someone else at a, at a reasonable price. Uh, and I think they will try to, um, to have Baka leave in some shape or form. Mm-hmm. So, I agree. Alfredo Padula just tweeted, uh, yeah. just, just reported that Milan could, go, could, could get Kalinic and Belotti. Now, how does that make sense? Like, I just yeah, that would be nonsense. That. that would be nonsense. Like, are you kidding? We're going to have three starting strikers in the team? Oh, well, then I the, I, yeah, just firmly, it just it just confirms a three-five-two. Or but, you also have to understand this. I, I like I tweeted out yesterday. Like for me, Kalinic is the biggest decoy out there. He's just he's literally just there to get rumors running around. Yeah, but here's so, my, for for oh. Belotti, and then here's the thing. He literally really said, "I want Milan. It, I want to leave Fiorentina." I know, I know, I know. But what I'm saying but, is. Basically, what, what Milan is saying is, okay, yeah, they're making up. There's all these rumors about both, but they're not gonna get both. Basically, what they're saying is, okay, if we can't get Belotti, we still have a young Andre Silva who's promising, and then we have an experienced Andre. Um, excuse me, experienced Kalinic. The same thing with like Bono, Bonucci and Romagnoli. Oh. Bonucci is the more experienced guy. Romagnoli is the more younger guy. It's the same thing. The sexy center back partnership. Jeez. Um. Anyways. No, I just I don't know. Everything confused me. But then again, how is Padula ever right? It seems like he just reports nonsense. No, he's one of those guys who have decently concrete info, but it's not like to its full potential. It's not like the Mauricio, that's for sure. It's kind of like it's kind of like when you're telling a story to someone and then like you leave him with a cliffhanger. That's what he kind of is. Yeah, it's true, but no, it's not like the Mauricio will always be number one in my opinion. Everything he says usually happens. Like when yeah. he says when he says Efata medical tomorrow or whether medical on Wednesday, it, it almost he they arrive on the same day all the time. So, um. And Milan news is good too with uh, uh, what's his name, Anto Vitello. Vitello. Yeah, he's uh, Vitello, yeah. good. Yeah, Vitello. And then you know what? You know what? Who actually? You know, Sportface. They're actually not bad. Yeah, Andrea. He's no, really Andrea's good. good. I, I follow him. He, everything he's. They're always reporting stuff. A few. I'm like noticing like a few days before yeah, other people. No, they're good. Honestly, whoever's listening, give those guys a follow. We'll 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 link them after. They're pretty good. Like when. When the Bonucci thing was happening, like they, they, they tweeted when he was arriving at Casamina before anybody else did, which is kind of cool. Um, just stuff like that, which is it's just it's reliable, right? It's, it, you want reliable sources. And I hate, like, honestly, Rocco Di Milano tweeted a few days ago and he was right. Gazetta literally is as reliable as Stevie Wonder playing darts. Like, he, they're literally, Gazetta is terrible. The, anything they say does not happen. So do not listen to Gazetta. Literally, every time I see a report, and then I see in brackets GDS at the end. I'm like, ah, never mind. It's not even worth my time reading because it's just, it's just not true. It's not going to happen. Tuto Sports even worse. Um, Me Tuto Juve. Tuto Juve. Yeah, oh, my God. Literally, Milan could win the Champions League and Juve could sign like a depth 17-year-old player and their front page the next day would be the 17-year-old player that they signed. And then they have like a little, a, little, a little picture of the Champions League in the corner with Milan. Um, anyway, let's move on. So... Since last week from our last podcast, we officially signed Lucas Bilia, someone who we've been linked to since end of May, early June. Very, in my opinion, this is strictly my. I've watched Bilia often. I watch a lot of Lazio games this year for some reason. Um, Bilia is a very good player, and he's a very good regista. And he's a he's a he has a game that, like, it's hard to appreciate if you don't really understand it. 
but he's a player that can pull the strings from the, from the spot. He and he he plays his role so well. I'm not sure if you guys agree or not, but he's a guy who's who you need in the lineup, and he's a, he's a leader, and he's not he's not slowing down. So it's I think it's a very good signing. It's something that we took Lazio's captain. So I mean, it's it's a big thing. Uh, Karas, you haven't spoken in a while. What do you think about Lucas Belia? What do you think that he can bring to the team? All right. Um, <laughs> Karas, you there? Okay, yeah. no worries. Oh, you're there? Yeah, I'm there. Hey, hey. so what do you think about uh, about the signing of Lucas Belia and uh, you know how he fits into the team and, and, and how effective he'll be? Well, um, he's more like the guy that's... Uh... I haven't seen much of him, but what I have seen when he did play against Milan, he's very calm on the ball, and his vision is quite. Uh, his, his vision is actually quite good, and I think what well, we need him really more, not because of well, we do need him for the experience, but he and for like the, this one season, this like uh, breakouts, like comeback season for Milan, but we also need him for Locatelli again, you know, because we yeah. need that guy to be like the the best the best regista. Mm-hmm. for Milan for like the future so we definitely do need him I think he's very important and I think we got him for a decent price we're weakening a rival that could, yeah. that could help so yeah yeah, it's, yeah, it's that's a good, good. sign yeah. Fede what do you think you've probably you know all the games are on for you in Italy or in England so you probably, you probably watch more of Lucas Belia than probably all three of us but what what do you think about his game and and, and is he the regista that we needed yeah, I'm going to give my opinion on Bilia and then I'm going to have to go, boys, because okay. I have an early morning tomorrow and okay. it's quite no late worries. here. No worries. Okay. But yeah, about Bilia, I I think he's a very underrated signing and I don't really understand people who are unhappy with it. We didn't pay a lot for the guy and he was probably the best regista on the market for us. Yeah. I think he's, first of all, obviously experienced in, in the Serie A, so that's always important in terms of adaptation. Because we obviously need uh, we need a team that is ready in September. We we need to we need to get results this year already. Yeah, and no, um, yeah. I mean the guy the guy can defend. He's a typical typical Argentinian player to be fair. For he sure, can defend. He's quite organized. He knows he knows how to organize a team. Obviously, he's charismatic as well. Lazio captain, so mm-hmm. I think he can really he can help the younger boys in the team, and he can also try to provide sort of the organization that we need right now. So I'm really, really happy. Really, yeah. really happy. No, yeah, so am I. Before you leave, Fede, we're going to switch over to Leo Bonucci. Quick opinion on Leo Bonucci, and then you can go, and then we'll talk about it later. So quick opinion, before you leave, quick opinion. Leo quick Bonucci. opinion Bonucci. I, I think, like, was it, was I think it there's almost nothing you? to say. Was it as shocking um, to you as it was everybody else? Yeah, it's quite it's quite shocking. When I first read uh, the reports that um, he might he might join, I didn't really believe it. And to be fair, I haven't haven't really believed it until I saw pictures of him uh, at Casa Milan with a shirt with a Milan shirt. So, to be fair, I mean it's a it's an absolutely outstanding signing because prior to to signing Bonucci, um, people were saying Milan have only signed um, average players, players who are not. Yeah. so to yeah, speak yeah, yeah. and in a certain way I had to understand that point of view because a lot of players that we bought were not <clears throat> certain you know Musacchio injury problems Chalanoglu a lot of character issues um, and so on and when we signed Bonucci that was our first 
world-class signing, I think. He's one of the best in the world in his position. And taken from a rival and taken at a moderately low price. He, I think he can really, like, he brings the team to another level, just yeah. the arrival of Benucci. Yeah. I think it's quite quite outstanding. Yeah, yeah. and just some breaking news. Uh, Di Marzio just tweeted, uh, if you guys can go take a look, that uh, Cairo and Belotti are meeting right now. Wow. Damn, at 1 o'clock in the morning. At 1 o'clock in the morning. Uh, un confronto importante per, per el suo futuro. Okay, so it's important. It's, yeah, it's important for his future. So, um, yeah, right, that's boys. big. Yeah, yeah. Fede, thanks for coming on. I know it's late you, for Fede. you. And no, it was thank you for having me. Yeah, really, no really nice talking to you boys about Milan. You gotta come on again if we do it a bit earlier one time. You come on again. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay, okay, definitely. man. Talk soon, mate. Bye, bye. Nothing. Bye, bye, Fede. Okay, so yeah, Torino president Cairo is currently having an important meeting with Belotti regarding his future. This is massive breaking news on the TMG podcast, guys. It doesn't get any better than this right now to the listeners. It doesn't get any better. Oh, you say it again, sorry. What happened with Belotti? Belotti? Cairo and Belotti are currently meeting right now, according to Di Marzio. Uh, oh, yeah. important for his future. Huge. See, um, here's the thing. Here's my little quick look, because I know we're going to segue to Belotti, because, um, to be honest, there's not much to say to Bonucci other than, like, yeah. it was the biggest surprise that we've seen in, like, the longest time, apart from, like, the takeover of the Chinese actually happening, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. So, just, like, the, here's the thing. Like, we all read the tweets, Kaido, oh, no, 100 million, all, all this BS and all this stuff. I'm not even going to get into it just because it, it's pointless. It's it's purposely it's purposely stuff that people put in the media, whether through Kaido himself, Torino, Milan, all this stuff, just to get the rumor mill going. Here's my take. The fact that they are actually meeting to discuss is a positive sign for Milan. Because here's the thing. Sure. If if Belotti was like, you know what, I really don't want to leave, you know, like it's if you'd rather stay here in Cairo, then they wouldn't be having a meeting to discuss their future. It would have been between them. No, he's staying. That's it. Like I, I'm not accepting an offer. The fact that they actually are having a meeting to discuss it. I mean, who knows? Maybe he's just there to say, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm staying. But typically, that's not the case. The fact that there actually is a meeting is quite positive and like he could express his concern because at the end of the day, the guy is a Milan fan. He loves the club so much. Say, so, you know what? I have an opportunity to go. Like, I'm sorry. Like I want to go. I want to take that next step. Cause even someone was tweeting yesterday, there was like a little like argument going on and mentions about like how Torino, like has it been anything big for the longest time? And they haven't. And if Bolotti has the chance to join his boyhood club, to be that like primary start sh- striker along with Andre Silva, I can't see him really passing up that opportunity to be honest. So for me, Cairo needs to realize Belotti could easily be a one-season hit wonder. We don't know. We can't predict the future. If I'm him, and I'm not saying this from a Milan point of view, I'm talking from like a business soccer point of view. If I, if you're not, no one's paying 100 million because like I've tweeted before, everyone's got the striker. No one's paying that bio clause. If you have the opportunity to get 60 to 70 million for the guy, which is only 30 million off of the bio clause plus two players who are decent enough for Serie A and to fill your Torino starting role I can't see how you're going to accept that because here's the thing Belotti Belotti says he wants to leave Kyle's like no I'm not taking it I don't like the offer he doesn't have a good season next year because he doesn't want to be there anymore mm-hmm. you really think someone's going to be paying that 100 million dollar release clause especially be like everyone will be like no he's a one season hit wonder Kyle's going to get screwed 
if I'm him, I'm taking this off right now because then we all know what Kaido does. Kaido just plays the strings and then eventually sells. All he does is sells. He loves money. He did the same with Iturbe. Did the same with Cherchi. Yeah, he did the same with all these guys. Maximovic. He's done all the same song and dance with all these guys. That's why I'm saying like, oh, there's been a little negativity. Oh, he Belotti might not be coming. For me, it's still open just because Kaido's been doing the same song and dance with every single top player that he's had at Torino. No, you're right, and it's you're completely right, and. And on and um, do you remember? Do you remember the? It wasn't Cairo, but uh, sorry, just Eterbi got Eterbi got bad memory. Remember Eterbo, Eterbo mode. Remember every team. Yeah. This guy? Listen, listen. I'm and cashing this is, thirty million for that guy, and he's an absolute scrub. Listen, listen, listen. This is huge. Uh, you know, why is Belotti meeting with Cairo at one a.m.? Why? Tell me why. Especially after dinner they just had with the team. And they just had a game today. Only he's not tired. He's not. He just played a game today. I don't know. He just hopefully, played a they're game. Not, hopefully, they're both not drunk. Oh, man. Uh, no, he definitely uh, wants uh, to leave, dude. Yeah, but dude, I, honestly, right, right now, they're meeting right now. Honestly, guys, stay tuned for some news because there should be some news coming out soon. Unless they're unless they're, they're meeting for six hours, all pulling it all night to like a sleepover party. Um, any, okay, yeah, you just put an article out. Yeah, Carol Belotti, Colico Adesso in Hotel. Encontro importante per in a hotel. Why isn't it at Belotti? Doesn't Belotti live in Torino? Doesn't he live there? Oh, yeah. Even Pietro Mazzara even saying, quoting like Di Marzo saying, this is face-to-face meeting between Cairo and Belotti. It's decisive for his future. Oh, my God. Okay, so this is huge. This is, this is the biggest moment ever on the TMG podcast, I think, to be honest. We never actually had something live. Um... Let's see. Oh, that's good. This is, this is huge. No, this is huge. He Anyways, is our biggest topic of conversation right now. It has to be. Because along, to be. along with him, like I've been saying, I don't want to talk about Cali just that much because I don't think it's much to it other than also Renato Sanchez, who we can quickly touch on as we're waiting for updates if something does happen. Um, apparently, if I'm not mistaken, don't quote me on it. I'm just going off based on my memory. Milan offered three to four million loan plus the obligation that Bayern wanted. They obviously declined. They wanted um, – yeah, for Renato Sanchez. Um, apparently now, again, don't quote me on it, but I saw a few things saying that Milan are willing to raise their offer of seven to eight million dollars mm-hmm. loan paid loan and their obligation to buy around forty, which would obviously amount to what um, uh, Rumenig was saying that oh he'd only say sell him for forty eight million. It's kind of funny that the same numbers that were reported today are what he actually wants to sell them for. So uh, that's something that could be developing. I know it's kind of hard that with Mirabelli and Fasuna, they're in China, but then they we all have cell phones. It's twenty first century generation. It's not that hard to get in contact with people. I know that they're working on it. So for me, I think the next couple of days, week, maybe two weeks at max, because obviously we started our first game, uh, Europa League game soon. So I would, guys, I would highly stay tuned. Don't believe everything you read again, because it's it's going to start getting interesting again. Like we've kind of had this little bit of a break. Before Bonucci and Bilia, there was a little bit of a break. Now that happened. Now I think these might be the next two. And if we seriously pull these two off between Belotti and Renato Sanchez, man, oh man. Oh, honestly, I, okay. This I want to hear some news here. I'm not going to bed tonight in five, six hours. Yeah, even Rocco yeah. said Cairo and Belotti meeting at one a.m. must be nothing. Obviously, must be nothing. And and here's the thing, guys. Why are they meeting? You actually, you know what? Hey, I'll tell you one thing. Meeting at 1 a.m., is there a phone call to a certain Massimo Bilabelli or Marco Fasone who are in China right now? 
Mm-hmm. Oh, there, that's there, a very good oh, point. Because obviously there, China's is there, ahead. Is there a certain phone call to China who is at seven oh nine a.m.? Because he, he could easily been middle belly said, "Listen, Kaido, Kaido ex- accepted our offer, whatever it is." Or 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 like Mirabelli could have called Belotti's agent. Hey, listen, something's in the works here. Go tell him that you want to leave if you want to join. It could have easily been something simple as that. The, the business sports world is not as complicated as people think. Yeah. It, it's, 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 it's not that hard. I want to join. Okay. You push for, it. I mean, I'll make it simpler than it probably is, but some people think it's a little too complex. And when you hear the stories that come out after, like look at Bonucci, he didn't want to, you anymore called his agent. I want to go to Milan and look what happened a couple of days later. Yeah. He wanted us. Yeah. No, Montella also wanted him a lot. No, right? yeah, really sure. yeah. I was really surprised to see that uh, Mirabelli say, "Oh, if Montella said like go all out for him," because it didn't sound like. Obviously, even Mirabelli was like cool with what he said. It was like he called Juve, said we either do this and get it done right away, or we don't ever talk about this again. So that was kind of cool. And then the fact that Montella, who kind of gets a lot of crap for saying. Oh, he wants these players like the all these Fiorentina players. Like you can't diss the man for wanting friggin' Bonucci. Yeah, he wanted Bonucci and he got him. He wanted Bilia. He got he got him. He wanted Andre Silva and he got him. He wanted Frank Kessie. Like people, people need to understand that Montella has been a lot of the players that he requested here. We signed. Um, and they're good players this is, too. This is <laughs> Rocco de Milano's tweet. Bilotti got a few Negronis in his system and is about to tell Kaido what's up. Because he just had he just had I had dinner, right? Yeah. This Honestly, be think about it though. Everybody's saying why they meet me at one a.m. and I, I, you know, why I just thought about it right now. A good point. Um, because if the meeting would, if they remember how there was supposed to be a meeting like today and then nothing happened, they were at dinner, they had the game. Like if they would have been like, oh, the meeting's canceled, like we're not selling them. Belotti said he wants to stay. Then I'll be like, oh yeah. shit, like I don't know. But the yeah. fact that there actually is a meeting after everything that happened today. I mean, I don't want to get too optimistic and too happy, but like, no, either, it's but... a little more. It's a little more on the positive side rather than the negative side. But at the end of the day, none of us know, so we'll see what happens. No, I. Uh, it's tough because I don't want to buy into it. And then, like, oh no, he stay. He, he we had a meeting because he wants to confirm that he wants to stay. So I'm just trying to be humble about it. But it is really interesting. But it's a really. It, there's so many things that can happen here. And... Yeah. And I honestly, you don't understand what, what my reaction would be if I ever saw the Marcio tweet saying Milan Belotti e Fata. Oh, I buy a jersey the second I saw that tweet. And you know what? It seems it seems like it seems it it's sorry, excuse me. It seems like he is our number one target right now. He's and, been our number one target. He's been our number one target. I'm and, telling you guys, he's been. Bumiang was another thing to drive Kaido's little um. For me, it was actually originally Morata, and then once they saw, once they, once Morata basically declined, like you know, what, screw this guy, we're going all for the actual true Milanista. Yeah, we, uh, but seeing Belotti in a Milan jersey would be the dream. Um, let's let's talk about you know while while it happens, while they have a meeting, whatever, maybe they, we'll probably end end it before breaking news comes about. But let's talk about. Uh, a potential? No, oh no, not yet. Let's talk about potential. You know what? Sure. You know what? Sure, sure, sure. Let's talk about departures. So today, Mattia Deshilio was just officially sold to Juve. Thank a team he's he's has been flirting with Juventus for two seasons. It's pretty disgusting if you ask me that he's been that he's been uh you know flirting with them for so for so long. Um, I don't know. It's just. What do it's you, just he needed to get out. He just needed to get out. 
Yeah, but like he's just not that good. He's he's average. He's no, a he's here's okay. the thing. Like you know okay. what? I, I don't want to say I'm gonna defend him. I'll give him a leeway. I think that's a proper word in terms of that. Like I've even made the argument before. He's a better right back than left back. Okay, I'll I'll give him a little bit of leeway on that. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, when even when he did play right back, sometimes he didn't shine. And here's the, also another thing. Whether you're playing left back or right back, this is a team that you grew up with. If you truly want to don't be, if you truly don't want to be here, then get out. Then get out. Look, we're building something special here. If you don't want to be a part of it, get out. You want to go to Juve? Fine by me. Get out. We don't. We yeah. want people because the last couple of years we we hear so many things about the locker room. Ball. People weren't tight. Whatever. You're you already see the new guys that are coming. See them on Instagram and all this. Yeah, stuff, Instagram, all Instagram stuff stories. already, and they just met each other. If you don't want to be a part of this. Get out, go to your little Juve that you love, you've been flirting with the last couple of, couple of years, and then that's it. For me, guys who are young, for example, like a Romagnoli, as soon as he's like his debut, you can already tell the guy's good. Donnarumma, same thing. Like, you know, you can tell from uh, you can tell from when people are young that they're really Kessie good. Kessie as well. Kessie as well. It's another good one. The shoes never shined. It's never yeah, like, oh no, my god, never, you know what? He's going through a stretch. He never, like he, he never, never, he was tried. always average. He's always okay. He's oh, he's literally, you know, me on Twitter, okay. The Shilio is a definition of okay. Like, he, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Here's the thing: he might do better at Juve, not because of this Matias De Shilio, but because of the system that Juve has. And obviously, like, I don't know why Allegri just has a like a boy crush on him. So like, he'll he'll help him out. But here's the thing: at the end of the day, if the Shilio became really good at Juve, I could care less. Because we we took Bonucci off of them, I could care less. Yeah, that was always no. my fear. If we sold yeah. the shield to Juve, like what if he becomes good? Then we look like idiots. We literally just stole their best defender for technically thirty million because we sold the shield for twelve. Twenty eight, yeah. Or twenty eight, or whatever the fees are, regardless. Yeah. We paid that minimal for a top three center back in the world, and and clearly stuff's going on at Juve. So you know what? We win. I don't care what the shield does at Juve. He can play left back, right back. He can be a forward for all I care. He can do well. I don't care. We took Bonucci. Off of them. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. We took we took one of the best defenders in the world, not just not just their best, one of the, the best, best in the world for less than Kyle Walker got purchased for. And the Shilio and I, I tweeted this. It's just it pissed me off how he's smiling. He's always I haven't seen that that prick smile in years. Oh, he's, he's always, always, always like pissed off. It was like he's in midlife crisis. No, he always looks like he's sad. He's like about to cry. Hey, Nikita. <laughs> the key to Fesuga comes in. Hello. In the live chat. <laughs> um, we were just talking about your, t- <laughs> your tweets before. Anyways, um, the Shilio is and I'm not I'm, I'll be you know PG about it on air, but he's he's a he's a he's a wimp, he's a nothing player. He's a nothing player. He adds he's not a dynamic player. You can't be oh yo <laughs> yo DiMarzio Hotel Palace. Hey, is the same one that Nikita Fasukov works at? I think so. Yeah, you know, Nikita, they're, at their, they're at your hotel right now. Um, they just posted a picture of the hotel that Caro and Belotti are talking are speaking at right now. Oh my, yo, uh, Jaya Jaya Brunelli is outside the hotel like a weird person waiting, yeah. <laughs> waiting, waiting to bring the president back to Milan. Uh, to Milan. What? Uh, yeah, sorry, Milan, Milan, Milano. Excuse me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh wow. Okay, this is huge. Okay, this guy. This is this might actually might happen. Um. Okay. Anyways, but Bonucci, music. Bonucci was literally the best. The best. He's the, probably the best ball playing <laughs> defender in the world. And um, the live chat's so funny. Sorry. 
<laughs> it's incredible. Um. Anyway. Zuhuad, he said, I'm hard after we said the Belotti news. What did, he say? what did he say that? He said he's hard off the Belotti news. Same here, buddy. When? Check the live chat. I'm looking right now. I don't see it. 7.16, literally a minute ago. Yeah. It's He just posted it. <laughs> I'm hard. Same, bro. Yeah. No, Zizu was like, he freaking tweeted like two days ago. Is there a such thing as the opposite of uh, erectile dysfunction when you, you can't get soft anymore or something like that? <laughs> okay, anyways, let's keep it PG. Anyways, listen, listen, listen. Hola, well, or Jimmy. Wanking. Yeah, guys, this is really gonna be interesting. With uh, like, I can't keep we can't keep the live stream going on for so long because we got other stuff to do. Like, but nonetheless, if something uh, notably and, happens, yeah. like we'll and, update you guys yo, with tweets. What what Gattuso Matt is really late to the party? He just tweeted like the, the article saying we're meeting with this with Belotti. Should I tweet back and I'm saying you're late? No, I'm not going to. Um. Uh, anyway, anyways, okay. So here, here's my here's my thing here. Here's here's my thing about the Shilio. And you know, everybody labeled him as the next Maldini, right? That that's why that, that was the next Maldini. What a disgrace of a freaking nickname! The next guts. Hakaradjo needed on his life. Hakaradjo. <laughs> Wait, and then yo, no, I'll never forget when Muntari rolls up, rolls into a Lamborghini, and and Dishilio has like a, a freaking Volkswagen. Golf. Fucking broke boy. <laughs> Volkswagen Golf. He walks in with, and he, he says, and he's, "Here's my thing." Dishilio Dishilio went from I'll have her home at nine o'clock to she calls me daddy now. No, honestly, um, what, what, it, what it is is that the Shilio never played with emotion, like it, literally, the sky, nah, he never be, did. Dude, the sky could be falling, the sky, the, the world could be ending. The Shilio would kind of look over and be like, oh, okay, like it is, he just. There's no, he has no sense of urgency. Tell me how you play with Milan for seven years and you score two own goals and you don't even score once. Not even, not even a, not even a goal in a friendly. Nothing. You score literally no, no goals. How? Tell me how that happens and you score two own goals. Uh, Matia, oh, Matia, Matia. Ola Wale is saying what's Akarajo? It, it's Hakarajo. It's when means like hacking. Hacking. It's when it's when Donnarumma got his Instagram account quote unquote hacked. Yeah. Um, by John Luigi Donnarumma. Yeah, so Hakarajo Somio account, Kudo Social. Um, and honestly, and what we were talking about before for the guys who just tuned in now, um, with Bonucci too, we're 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 actually acquiring you know a quantity of guys and quality. And uh, and Nikita, I'm sure you uh, you like the article that was posted today about Borja Valero. Borja <laughs> um, <laughs> <Borgia> Valero. <laughs> <laughs> about Borja Valero being more important than any of Milan's signings. Um, <laughs> um, anyways, honestly, we've again we've had a ten out of ten Mercato. Bringing in Belotti would be probably, in my opinion, the best Mercato a team's ever had in history. Um, yeah, no, Diego's right. He's saying we aren't we aren't signing quality according to Inter fans. Yeah, I, apparently not. Inter Inter's linked with Vicino and they signed Borges Valero and they, they uh, fans shouldn't talk yeah. until Gabi goal scores more than two goals in a season. Yo, Inter is literally like this. For Dalbert, they offered fifteen million and then and then Nice said we want thirty million. So Inter <laughs> offered fifteen million plus bonuses. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
Like, here's the thing that pisses me off about what? Inter so much. They signed they signed B B minus players, but they act like they're A A plus players. Like, oh my god, bro, Gabi Gold's like the new Brazilian Ronaldo. <laughs> the guy literally hasn't done a thing. I swear I've done more and I don't even play. <laughs> oh no. no. The best is when when Gabi They're goes so lucky. Down. They're so lucky they, they, they know how to work finance like like they're so stupid. They could have easily cash in fifty five million for Perisic, who is a good player, but he's not as good as fifty five million in my opinion. He's a one season hit wonder. Could have went to United because that's where I think he belongs to. Those kind of guys. And then these idiots sell off like some some uh, some random players, and now they're gonna keep them. Yeah, oh, I, uh, yeah no, honestly, it's it, it's banter because it's just it's I don't know. It, honestly, when Gabi goal scored that when when Gabi scored when Gabi goal scored that one tapping goal against uh against Bologna last year and Inter and Inter fan tweeted like he's the best in the world and this one guy was like he just scored a tap in and he's like no but that was the best in the world tap in what Perisic is shit my grandmom can play better than Gabi goal hey hey always remember Gabi goal one goal Paletta two goal. That's fine. That's amazing. I'm done. Okay, um, yeah. let's talk about more, more, de, more departures. A- apart from the Shilo, he's done. He's see you later. Emotionless, uh, piece of garbage. See you later, Diego. I'm sorry, but I hate the Shilo. I hate his stupid look on his face. Um, never intense. He was never intense. He he's finally figured out how to grow some facial hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He grew. He grew a beard now. Like, and my question is, with this that guy looked car, 18 for like five years. Yeah, yeah. We, 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 <laughs> Yo, with his family car, with his family car, who was his family? Like his parents? He doesn't have a girlfriend. There's no, he doesn't have a girlfriend, does he? Oh, no, the only girlfriend, he, the only quote-unquote girlfriend he's ever had it was in that commercial for FIFA where he's playing and the girl was trying to, like, seduce him. And he was too busy trying to concentrate. Imagine he had that concentration on the field. That's where we'd, we'd be winning the Champions League every year. <laughs> maybe he's a little, uh... Yeah, maybe he's a little maybe? sideways. Well, we, we won't assume. We won't assume. <laughs> maybe, maybe he had a hot carajo on his like on what he feels. I don't know. He might be like, he might say he's like Kita Balde. <laughs> Kita Balde and friends. <laughs> he's like Kita Balde Tiao. I'm so happy we didn't sign that. <sighs> that guy. I'll say that guy. Imagine him and Dybala as a pairing. On and off the <laughs> Okay, uh, you know what? Like this just they just segue to something I did not want to talk about. Oh um okay. Enough with the banter. Oh my god, it was funny. Okay. They might so hurry up, buddy. Yo, okay, what's going on Next with that? You know we're gonna be talking about Carpi. We know we're gonna be talking about the Borja Valero and Vecino midfield duel. <laughs> Greatest midfield duel in the history like, of football. Yo, no, honestly, let's be honest here. Is anybody even going to go watch a Fiorentina game next season? Do they even have a starting 11? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Who's their coach? Oh, yeah, it's Pioli. Oh, Jesus. Pioli, Pioli's literally bad. Pioli is the starting 11. Okay, okay, guys, let's move on here. And by Niang, where... The, does he even have it? Does he have a death spot on this team, or is he certain to leave? Oh no, he's leaving. He's leaving. Who? Um, no, I think he's. I think he's definitely leaving. But the thing is, is just that every time, like we wanted to send him there, like he just doesn't. Like he's too picky. Like he thinks he's better than what he, his actual talents present, 
Yeah. And it's kind of preventing us from leaving. We're, I think eventually we might get sick of him and just terminate his contract or run his contract. Oh, my oh God. That, would be, that would be a dream come true, Jesus. Oh, my God. Look what Diego just put in the live chat. <laughs> Look what he just said. Read it. Mike, read it for me out loud. Where am I? What am I reading? No, uh, the second last message. The second message. Poor guy go, got bullied. Gonna go Col- Colombian on us? Columbine. Uh, I, I can't read. I'm dyslexic. Columbine. <laughs> Diego's the biggest Ashilio fan. I don't know why. Bro, I saw Gabi go warming up. Not as bad as I thought. The, bro- <laughs> the board broke his ass. <laughs> <laughs> um... Okay, but okay, but uh, Everton wanted Niang. What happened to that? Uh, I, I, I feel like yeah, if, that's what I heard. If, if if like he doesn't get thrown in a deal for like Belotti, I feel like that's something that can eventually like come to fruition. Like him going there, I, I don't know. He's just per- I always said he's perfect for the BPL, and that's a team I could actually see him going to. Oh yeah, Nikita has a question for us. Yes, Nikita, what's your question so we can answer? Oh God, <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> I'm kind of scared. <laughs> He's gonna talk about Susie Campanini a little bit. <laughs> oh Jesus! No, 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 he's not. No, he's not. I, I, I actually, have you, did you guys look read my article for Paul Italia on Kessie? You guys read that? Yeah. yeah What's your was... guys' opinions of Roma and Lazio's Mercato so far? Okay, well, it's the most one, hypocrit- Roma's one, is the most three. hypocritical hey. Mercato I've ever seen in my hey. life. Hey, hey, Roma is Super not a market. supermarket. All right, all right, all right. I need your opinion. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, even... <laughs> okay. Let, let's put it into quick words. At the Milan guys, we are not pro David Amoyal. That's it. Yeah. Um, Roma. Yeah, the Roma. <laughs> give me some good beef. <laughs> Wait, Nikita. We gotta talk about that article today. What? <laughs> You are you're a you're a uh, classless pig turd or something. <laughs> you're class whatever Nikita. Anyways, next question: What do you think about Diego Costa on loan till January? No, definitely no. We're, we're not we're not a friggin' place. It ain't for, happening. We're not, yeah, we're not a place for a player to come on loan just so we can waste some time and then go to Atletico in January. Like we're not. Yeah. What, what are we? What are we? Roma? We're not old Milan. Milan. Yeah. No, we're Milan. Terror is over, boys. No, it doesn't happen. We're not a su- <laughs> racist, homophobic turd. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah, that's, that's what everybody called him today. <laughs> um, you know what we need? We need the statutos in this live chat. Oh, that'd be amazing. Nikita's oh, yeah. <laughs> a classless Polish poop. <laughs> <laughs> He's not even Polish, though. <laughs> He's Russian. Amayel said this show is the next Maldini. What do you expect from <laughs> Wait, who's mad? Costa, no, we are not a rehabilitation. <laughs> okay, okay. Right you. now, while we're waiting for the Shilio news, we're or, sorry. The, oh my God, the Shilio news. news. Excuse me. <laughs> Belotti news. We're we're opening up the questions. Any questions right now? Put in the live chat. We'll answer them right now. We we have we don't do this too often. But right now, we'll do this, and then we'll end it in a bit if there's no news. Any more questions in the live chat? Hey, hey it's no holds barred. You can ask anything you want. Ugh. We're waiting, Nikita. We're waiting. We're waiting. <laughs> uh, Milan, Milan, Milan. Milan Twitter is definitely the best Twitter. Yeah, it, it, like, it's literally what keeps this platform yeah. running. <laughs> Below to your Sergio Pellissier. 
<laughs> I'm going to go with Pelissier simply because he has more Serie A experience. Oh, here's a good question. The Bayern match. Um, oh, true. Okay, here's the it's, thing. It's going to be a step up from Dortmund, obviously, because, like like I was saying, like Germany has so many incredible like young talents. So, like, it's going to be harder. And, obviously, Bayern, the team, even the reserves are, like, quite good. So, I think it's going to be a good test. And, I, and hopefully, Montella throws out some other guys that, like, didn't, like, see any time in the Dortmund games so just to give them, like, a little bit of playing time. So, I'm not expecting much from them. I couldn't care if we lose or win. These preseason games are nothing to me other than, like Lucas said, staying healthy and just seeing some guys that you bought, like, stand out. So. No, yeah, honestly. Let's see what Bonucci looks like. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know if Bonucci, Billy, and Conti will play. Hopefully, I'd like to see them play a little bit just to actually see them in a Milan jersey playing. Um, how shit is Renato Sanchez? Uh, he's not shit. I don't know what someone was saying. Yeah. And uh, for 4 3 3. If we get Renato Sanchez, don't um, excuse don't me. Yeah, uh, Bonaventura can play the left wing position. Um, we on, honestly, yeah, Bonaventura can play left. He's so versatile, right? So he's a player that that can play in different positions. Um, but honestly, like in a four three three, do we need a real left wing? Like Bonaventura can play on left wing, and and Chalanoglu has played on left wing before. So, you know, you can we can use he can play in left wing too. And then he asked what happened to Forsberg. Well, Forsberg was a link for a little bit, but I just it really like really something like in the Mercato, like if we really need a left wing, like you just go out and buy him kind of thing. Apparently yeah. there's been a Skype meeting with Young Hong Lee and Fussel Belly giving Kaido an offer he can't refuse, according to one of our followers. Huh? Putting one of our followers with the banter saying that there's been a Skype meeting with Young Hong Lee and Fussel Belly giving Cairo an offer he can't refuse. <laughs> Who said this? Oh, some guy in our <laughs> mentions. Can I give him? Oh. <laughs> um, Gianluca says possibility of Aguero. Uh, yeah, again, we're not a rehabilitation center. Zero percent. Um, you know, if we get Sanchez with obligation to buy, how big of a risk is it? Honestly, I it's not a risk at all. My with the obligation, I I wouldn't mind an option or an obligation because Ronaldo Sanchez. I've watched him in with Portugal last Euros, and he looked very impressive. Um, you know, to me, I think he's a he's a he's a player who can actually become a special player. Um, and you know, he's only he's nineteen years old. Um, so. Again, Locatelli and Kessie in the future. Oh, geez. yeah, and he's a, he's a player that has a really high ceiling. He's only scratching the surface right now, so uh, oh, he's definitely a Get player it. that I really like to bring in. If we can sign two more players, Belotti and Sanchez would be my uh, my preferred my preferred players. Um, yeah, Aguero's definitely out of it. He'd be a bench player. Uh, it's true. Uh, Sanchez, even I, the Bayern direct Bayern's owner director said. He's gone. Like he's loaning them out for sure. There's no, there's no doubt that Sanchez is gone from Bayern. They have Bayern probably Bayern and Real Madrid are the best depth midfield depth in the world, um, and they signed Tolisso too and Sebastian Rudy and stuff. So Sanchez is really out of out of the question. Um, it was kind of a waste of a purchase for Bayern. He usually do good business, but uh, um, we. Uh, what about Fosberg? Yeah, someone's asking about him. What do you guys think? I feel like that's something like I was just saying, like 
if we really need a left winger, like depends on what happens. He's someone like near the end of the Mercato that you can just kind of go out and get. Yeah. Like, it wouldn't no. be that difficult. Yeah, no, exactly. So they're like, kind of like last minute resort. Like I'm not, I'm not downgrading him, but like, I don't think he's that much of a necessity right now, depending on what happens. Maybe who are you talk, who are you talking about again? Who's this? Emil Forsberg. Oh yeah. Like I, I'd be like, again, we don't, we only have like, I know we're rich or we only have so much money to spend, you know, like, you know, uh, FFP, We've we've done good at FFP because we're playing we're paying transfers and installments and stuff. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, it's just we only have so much money, right? So we just got to be careful with that. Yeah, um, you don't want to overbuy. Like, there's no like. Oh yeah, exactly. Depth is obviously overbuy. a good thing. Like we were you talking. You want to overbuy? Like, Bayern yeah. kind of did with Roberto Sanchez. They over they paid forty million for him. That that whatever, and then now they're going to be selling them for. We don't really know. Um, any other questions before we're probably going to wrap it up, guys? There's not really any. Uh, Okay, this is uh. Okay, do you think, Nikita do you go think, to bed? Probably. Do you think Milan should go for Conte or Ancelotti in years' time? I think it'll just naturally uh, happen if we become successful, regardless of making CL or not. Mike, you answer that one for me. For me, I think I like. I hope obviously Montel's my coach, or my coach, Milan's coach. So obviously, I root for the guy. For me, I think what he's under two-year contract extension. So I feel like if he brings Milan, if he like he. If you bring Milan top four, then maybe a top three, maybe a top two. His contract is up, like, and let's say Conte wins the Premier League again and he wins the Champions League with Chelsea, and like he kind of did what he had to do there. Conte's still young, and like with a younger Milan project here now, with obviously like reliable funds, I don't see how he would kind of deny it. I'm like, obviously, an Ancelotti return would be amazing because obviously the guy's done so much with us. But I don't know. I, I like not no disrespect to Ancelotti because for me he's one of the best ever. But um. I don't know. I kind of prefer content essentially because the guy dominates Serie A and with like a budget that the Chinese are giving us and like the hype around us. I, f- I feel like it's such a suitable project for him, especially if we're going to adopt the three, five, two. Cause it's his favorite. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. And that's, it's a big, okay. Next question here. Um, Okay, dude, shut up. Kishilio's not scoring against us. Like, shut up. He's not scoring. I can guarantee you. I just want my life to Nikita's question. He's not scoring. Nikita, <laughs> thoughts on Kessie and Ronaldo said his dick leg? Um, Quite huge. Honestly, just just like uh, Rocco Di Milano tweeted, if uh, if we have them, is their their highlights going to be on browsers, not on not on YouTube? It's going to be on browsers and highlights. Yeah, who would win in a fight it's between Kessie or Bonucci? Huh? Sorry? Someone asked who would win in a fight between Kessie or Bonucci. I don't know. I'm not really sure what's going on with that number because there's no way. That's a bunch of bullshit. Like, that's just a Juve like rumor because they're so salty. Like, so we're sorry that there's beef in your locker room, but unfortunately for you guys, there's none in ours. So keep it in your end. Yeah. No. Exactly. Um. And you know. And I, I think Kessie. People said that Kessie picked number fourteen. Yeah, um, like, it's gave, not that serious. And everybody was like, "Oh, Kessie has to be 19. He's never worn nothing but 19." And then there's, and then I'm pretty sure Andrea from Sportface tweeted a picture of Kessie wearing like number like 11 or something, saying like, "Okay, he wore different numbers." Oh yeah, he wore he wore a different number like internationally. Yeah, yeah it's, not, it's just it's a typical media trying to make a story out of nothing. Like it's as plus it's like pro Juve based these, these stories are coming. I'm like, I'm sorry that you're salty that we stole Bonucci off of you. Like, I'll pol- we we apologize. We'll send you a postcard or something if you that you're that sorry for it. But uh, yeah, like like no one's buying into your bullshit rumors about a friggin' jersey number. It's just not that serious. Yeah. Um. No, exactly, and <clears throat> I think. But Bonucci, if he's if he's nothing's been confirmed, he's a captain yet. 
Um, uh, but I think it makes the most sense. I don't know, but has he said anything? No, I, I mean, it's kind of too early. Like, it's, it's, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't just think it's, I don't know. It's just, it's just not that serious yet. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. It's just, it's, 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 uh, it's typical media, guys. Don't fall for everything you read. Yeah, exactly. It's just stupid reports, silly reports. And I'm really hoping to see some reports. Why did Simo just tweet it? Guys, I have big news for you. I was probably just gonna tweet like Belotti's oh, not coming. No, he's gonna tweet Locatelli is the captain. Locatelli agenda. Locatelli is the captain. <sighs> Whatever. Anyways, do we have the best looking players in Europe? Yes, we do. Yes, honestly, we are AC handsome. I'm a hundred percent AC <laughs> handsome. Okay. Have you have you guys not seen how how sexy Andre Silva is? And okay, this is this is going into a weird direction. No, it's really not. Please it's stop. really not. Come on, come on. <laughs> I know it's 2017. No, but... no, 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 no. What about what about? No, no. Don't. What you, about Kessie? Don't tell me you don't love Gloria Instagram and see Andre Silva on the beach in a different pose. Uh, I wouldn't go to that length, okay. but. Sure, like the guy looks good. Okay, but we yeah, don't care he looks good. Like, but I'm not gonna be like, well. I'm not. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna stalk his IG just to see him post pictures on the beach. Like get back to training. And no, Paletta <laughs> is not sexy. <laughs> no, no. Neither is Kessie. Kessie no, no, no. is, I guarantee you, Kessie. Yeah, is, real shit. I, this got, this is I, too gay now. Yeah. I guarantee you. Who said this? Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's not the right term. I apologize. That's not the right term. <laughs> um, yeah, this does so, mean. Hey, no, 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 hey, hey, hey. And honestly, Matteo Saccio, come on, guys. Okay. Come on. Hey, hey, okay, okay. This is, think this is exposing no. season. No, have you have you not seen Musacho's girlfriend? Are you kidding me? Oh, if we're talking about his girlfriend, that's a different story. But I'm not um, talking about Mateo. Okay, okay, guys, 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 we're turning into a freaking tabloid. Come on. No, we're not. We're really not here. It's me and East. Talk oh, about wow. girlfriends. Can we get back to some actual technical stuff? Okay, okay. Yeah. Let's talk. <laughs> Let's talk Patrick Sheik's sister. I don't even know what she looks like, but <laughs> okay, okay. No, <laughs> freaking Nikita put put a picture. I thought you were going to say, let's talk Patrick Sheik's heart. No, 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 no. Thoughts on the Montalivo situation? Okay, that's big. Um, If you want, we can keep him as a decent backup. I mean, like we've mentioned multiple times in the podcast, he's a good locker room guy. People clearly respect him and such, but I don't see him getting much playing time either along with Abati. You guys are going to be seeing these guys as role players. Um, If we're playing a smaller team, you know, you want to rest some guys, they'll come in rotational you know if you're up three four nothing you'll see them come in but they're not going to be most starting like focal points that they have been the last couple of years yeah no true and honestly like montalivo i know a lot of people hate him um but like montalivo fine not decent okay, he's not decent though. he's not decent okay okay he's not that's not to, to relax here you montalivo is not, not the worst player I've ever seen in my life like He's a player that obviously is respected by every player, but if he's losing his captaincy, we obviously, we obviously don't listen. <laughs> he can live in the locker room. <laughs> 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 um, honestly, though, like we're gonna wrap things up. You can um, go scrub the toilets with Antonio Donnarumma. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god. Um, <laughs> I, I, I can't wait for the entire Donnarumma family to okay, sign contracts to be a part of this. <laughs> Cleaning staff, like postal staff, cooking staff, like Jesus, man! Retirement saving staff, like, RSP. like, RSP, RSP. 
Like, they're <laughs> doing their RSPs. Like, it's amazing. Yo, yo, did you hear what... Did you see what Diego put in? What, what the label? What? <laughs> he... <laughs> oh, I don't think he's a lesbian, considering he's married, but... Oh, dude. His... Monthly was girlfriend, wife, or whatever. He might have just tweeted something. What did he what? tweet? What did he tweet? Sick. Yeah, it's, it's the typical good good night. I'll see you guys in like four yeah, hours. Yeah, it's literally okay. I, that, that's a that's a that's a D move. Ever just put that? <laughs> yeah, that's a troll move. <laughs> he literally just put buona notte con tutte le nuove trattiva trattiva della giornata di calcio bacato. Translate, please. It's, it's literally a <laughs> he married Hans a lesbian. That's just not funny. <laughs> Oh my god. Montalivo hit in the corner. <laughs> hit in the corner while Biati was a man. This is bad. Okay. Okay, we gotta wrap. We've been talking for over an hour now. But you know what? The lads love it. Um I guess no Belotti news is gonna happen. Um It's gonna happen the second week. It's gonna end. happen, yeah, it's gonna happen when we end it. But uh I don't know. Um and again, it was a fun episode. This was probably the best episode. Yeah, so much banter. Maybe a little bit too much banter. Um, sweet, sweet banter. Uh, but we're going to start wrapping things up, lads. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. I really, 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 really appreciate it. Honestly, Mike and I, we made the account in 2014, made the podcast in April, and we're already getting a lot of views. Again, we're the number one Milan podcast out there. Tell your friends, tell your family. Tell your good-looking sisters. Tell your girlfriends. Okay. Tell everybody. <laughs> Self-promo. Um, yeah. Uh, anyways, thanks for thanks for coming out, guys. Um, you know, stay tuned. St- stay on Twitter for the bulletin news because I'm not sure what's going on uh, with it. We got a benefit considering we're Eastern Standard Time over here, so we'll be up for quite a while if DiMarzo decides to wake up from his his nice sleep. If there's any more bulletin news, so. We'll keep you guys pa, pa, um, updated. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, okay, okay. So, ciao, guys. Ciao, Nikita. Ciao, Ahmed. Ciao, Diego. It's gonna be fun. Uh, it's gonna be fun rest of the summer. Belotti is arriving. In my opinion, positivity. We're going to keep positive. Positivity, man. Uh, positive. Okay. positive. Okay. So, guys, again, China really voice. Fun. thank you so much for tuning in. Um, yeah, <laughs> stay tuned. What, what happened now? <laughs> Before we end up. <laughs> what? Nikita. <laughs> what? <laughs> Both are at the bed? <laughs> Breaking. Belotti went to bed. Oh my god, my, yo, Max just literally quoted Dimarzio's tweet about Buonanotte saying, "Talk about leaving me on Twitter with blue balls." <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> uh, such a good podcast, guys. It was really, really good. And so they just tweeted Belotti betamale. <laughs> <laughs> what? <the>, what? <laughs> Waiting for Belotti is killing me. Stomach ulcers certainly for, currently forming. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we on Twitter is something else. Okay. My sisters are saying that Kaido and both are meaning just to drink a cup of coffee. <laughs> okay, it's amazing. Okay. Um. Anyways, guys, it's been fun. Uh, you know, a little bit less professional this one, but hey, it's me on Twitter. It's it's insane. So keep listening, keep reading our tweets, and Forza Milan, Forza Belotti. Thanks, Karas. Thanks, Mike. Let's go. Ciao, guys. Thank you. Ciao. Ciao. Okay, ciao. Ciao.